Welcome to the Thriving Forward podcast. Now to introduce your hosts. Hi, I'm Megan Laspinera. I'm the founder and executive director of Kids Thrive 585 Inc. and a pediatrician in Rochester, New York. And I'm Sarah Collins McGowan. I'm also a pediatrician here in Rochester, and I teach community health and advocacy to pediatric residents. In each episode, we will speak with people involved in good works and projects in the greater Rochester area. We hope that by introducing you to these inspirational people and their stories, you will be motivated to learn more about these amazing organizations in our region and the fabulous people who keep them working. Today on the podcast, I have Sean G from SRG Management Firm, a strategic brand consulting agency here in Rochester. G, thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me, Sarah. Um, so we always like to start our interviews by asking just what's something you've been into lately? Could be anything. Uh, what have I been into lately? Um, well, this is going to date the moment, but I'm very into my Jets playing great football right now. Um, being upstate and having a lot of Bills fans in the building. Uh, it's always tough to go around people, but when the Jets are doing good, you get a lot of congratulatory texts and high fives. So it's cool. <laughs> have you been, are you like a lifelong Jets fan? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm originally from the Bronx. So, uh, you know, Jets fan. Yeah. Nice. Okay. This will date the moment, but I, I have to say that was a really tough loss. They just had <laughs> to the Vikings. My husband's a Vikings fan. So we were, we were watching that game, um, holding our breaths at the end there. <laughs> yeah. It was a good game. Was. Um, so will you start by just explaining maybe a little bit about um, what you do at uh, SRGMF? For sure. Um, SRGMF is a brand consulting, marketing consulting firm. Um, what I do is work with small to medium sized businesses to help with um, clar- clarity on their brand, understanding their brand, um, bringing a brand message, developing their brand. Um, and then being able to take uh, certain steps after that um, to move the business forward, whether that's content creation, social media, marketing, event planning. Um, so really, really helping from sort of the inception or just a period of needing to rebrand and taking that all the way to um, the next level where they want to bring their business. Can you give um, like an example of what that looks like, kind of from starting to work with somebody to, you know, what you would what you would do with them? Um, so, you know, it, it, it varies, uh, where, you know, where the individual business is at, but, um, you know, that could start with just a conversation, right? Um, some, some individuals start businesses, let's just say in the food space, um, they just are known for doing a dish really well, right? That's what they do. They know how to cook. They're amazing cooks, but they don't know how to run a business. And I think it goes hand in hand and, um, they shouldn't be stopped from having their food business with because they don't know what they're doing so they bring a consultant in like me to come in and say okay what is the logo and what does it mean uh what is the messaging and what does it mean who's the target audience where are we going and once we start to develop a roadmap for the business then we can take the next steps on where they should go for funding um how they can expand if they're going into a brick and mortar what their online presence looks like just giving them the tools and the steps they need to be um successful in their endeavor how did you start doing this kind of work? What like what drew you to it? Um, it it started it started by uh it started by failure, I guess. What well, kind of failure, but not really failure. So um I started out uh, a music manager. Um I was working with musicians uh here in Rochester for a while, then I moved out to Chicago in 2008. Um and I started working with musicians. 
And it's very fun. It's it's everything you think it would be, except musicians don't make much money. So if you're not <laughs> Justin Bieber or Lil Wayne or something, you just, it's it's just it's cool to hang out, but you don't have any money in your pocket. So um, I had to transition fast because I was in a city uh, where I had no family. Um, I was making new friends, but I didn't really know anybody, and I needed to pay the rent and live. So um, I had to transition out of working with artists and start to work with businesses. And what I did was I tried to create a media company that would allow um, the artists to tell their story, right? Because uh, there were so many musicians coming in, um, you know, and and now it's, you know, fast forward, you know, almost, um, you know, almost 15 years later, um, music's everywhere, right? So, it was it, I was trying to get artists to understand that they had to tell their story and they had to, uh, you know, show people what their brand was so that um, people could buy into the story, not just the music. Right. Um, so the, the concepts were all there in the music space. It just was the vehicle wasn't moving yet. So when I transitioned to working with bars and restaurants and breweries and 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 um just different spaces in business uh they had funding they had the they had the ability to get the wheels turning and then the message started to make sense for everybody are you a musician yourself not at all (laughs) you were just drawn to working with musicians yeah i mean my my early some of my early inspirations were like quincy jones dame dash things like that they were but i liked I, i liked them because they didn't get in front of they didn't get behind the mic they were they stayed all the way in the back and just orchestrated. And that's what I like. I, I like to be in the background orchestrating, um, seeing something come to life, um, seeing something go from nothing to something. That's really where I draw my um, excitement and inspiration from. So uh, I never wanted to be a musician. I just wanted to help musicians um, get their message and their and their goal out and their stories out. Um, I, I know you also have an interest in, um, mentoring youth too. Can we talk a little bit about that? Of course. Um, so, you know, through, through sort of my journey in business and just my journey in life, um, you know, when I was in Chicago, I started something, uh, with a mentee of mine and a, a former artist of mine, um, called Alive and Well. And Alive and Well was just born out of the idea of, um, our favorite rapper Nas saying hip hop was dead. Right. And we were just like, man, like that's crazy. And he, he wasn't wrong, but it was just like, we felt like it was alive and well, and it lived in Chicago. Right. And it lived there because we had developed this space, this really cool creative space um, that had musicians on one floor, um, pop-up dinners on one floor, uh, pop-up events on one floor, music shows on one floor. Uh, people were cutting hair on one floor. Like it was just alive, right? It was a building that was alive and so many things were happening. And we just felt like, you know, how can we show the youth of the city this, right? Because it was at a time when Chicago got the nickname of Chirac and there were so many killings happening in the city. And we were trying to find a creative way to get kids off the street because we understood that three o'clock was when a lot of the problems were happening. You know, they'd make it to school, but they wouldn't be able to make it home because of everything that was going on. So how could we create a space for these young people to to learn something different? But that was strictly like aligned with their culture, which is hip hop culture, which is, you know, the clothes and the, and the vibe and the feeling and every, and everything that went with the elements of hip hop. So um, that's the the birth of Alive and Well. And, and what I've done since I moved back to Rochester 
was um, I tried to create something that I could bring into the schools, bring into the after school centers, um, you know, just just bring something to primarily young black men. Um, so th- so that's really the the basis of Alive and Well is is an enrichment program designed for young black men, 14 to 21 um, to learn about um, entrepreneurship, personal branding, personal goal development, financial intelligence um, with the hopes of uh, building a business, um, getting into work, into the workforce, uh, going to college or, or picking up a trade. That's great. Um, and I love that you're like doing that work, you know, at that sort of high school age um, and, you know, and working with you to develop those skills at that, at that age, um, as they're thinking about what they, what they want to do. Do you, uh, is there like a, a, a dream you have for what that would look like in Rochester? <laughs> what it's what everything you wanted it to be? Oh man, you asking good questions early. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, my dream is, uh, I have a few, uh, my ultimate dream, um, for Rochester is to create, um, like an alive and well center. Um, I, you know, I, I look back, when I was 14, 15, um, I think one of the places that saved me was the YMCA, was the Boys and Girls Club. Um, I had the I, I was fortunate enough to uh, be be skilled in sports. I played a lot of basketball and football, uh, but I also always had like um, a love for like computers and and kind of learning that space. So um, I noticed that there was always a spot for me to go if I needed to play basketball. Um, but there wasn't always a spot if I wanted to try to do something else. And I think Alive and Well can serve as a space like that, that can focus in on um, some STEM, but also a lot of the core um, spaces that I focus in on, right? Um, entrepreneurship courses, um, you know, like personal brand development, bringing banks in, uh, bringing business owners in um, that um, are, are, you know, people of color, but also from, you know, from every community that can help guide our young men. Um, so, so my goal would, would really be that, to have a space like that, um, and, and then to create a space where alive and well can be, um, a requirement of all of the high schools, you know, so from ninth grade, um, to 11th grade, um, young, young black men, um, and down the line, young men of color could, could actually, um, take this as a course, um, and it's something that level sets them moving forward. So you mentioned like specifically using principles of, of hip hop in terms of the teaching that you're that you're doing, like as a way of framing that. Um, can you we talk a little bit more about that? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So I, the great question. Um, you know, I think sometimes I try to keep the hip hop out of the conversation because instantly um, people jump to like me wanting to help them be Jay-Z the rapper. And I say my goal is to make them Jay-Z the billionaire. Right. Um, but using hip hop elements is just telling the story. Um, I think there's some uh, amazing stories about the inception of hip hop about taking nothing and turn it in into something about it being started in um the Bronx where I come from, right. It was, it was born in that, in the Bronx where the Bronx was burning and there wasn't a lot of money. There's a lot of poverty, a lot of crime. Um, it was born in the crack era, right? So there's a lot of similarities to what, um, many of the young black men that are in this city are seeing right at this time. And, you know, this will date us as well. At this time, we're seeing a, a high, high crime rate, you know, many, many gunshot victims, many gunshot deaths of young individuals, um, 18 and younger, right? So um, hip hop culture, uh, though is not to blame for that, 
um, plays a part in that, you know, negative and positive. And I think those are the pieces of, um, of, of of hip hop that I got to use within my curriculum because I think that's where um, these young men will identify with what I'm saying. Um, it'll come across differently to them because it's of something that they they care about and it's of something that they understand. And and just another quick point. I mean, you know, I I read someplace recently that I think like you know hip hop and, and and some of the sports have made the most um, black millionaires right in this country right so. We don't again, we don't want any if we have the next Jay-Z in one of our cohorts, great. <laughs> like, you know, awesome. Uh, but but our goal is to really teach that young man how to utilize his skills to turn that into bigger business like Jay-Z did, not just try to become a rapper, get a rap record deal, and you know, no, like own your own yourself, right? And then be able to take that talent and turn it into more um, revenue that can create generational wealth for you and your family. So I know this is fairly new for you here in Rochester, but um, maybe in your work in Chicago too, like what kind of um, feedback did you get from from the youth or from their parents, um, you know, in terms of, 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 of working with you on this kind of stuff? Um, you know, the feed, the feedback has been good so far. Um, I think everybody it's, it's a new concept. I think in terms of the young people and, and to a certain extent, their parents, um, a lot of these young people aren't given, um, the tools or, or, or the ability to say, you can do whatever you want, you know, like, and in a good way, like you can, you can do whatever it is you want if you figure out what you're good at. So a lot of these concepts, become foreign to 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 them and and you know it's been a learning curve for me because you know I've kind of moved in that space where like anything I I kind of put my mind to it I can make happen but I know these young people are sort of in a space like what's he talking about like he, I can I can I can make money doing this like really like uh, I'm not you know and then so you you're you're battling an up you're, you're taking an uphill battle because no one has really told them or very few people have really told them these things before Right. So you're trying, you know, within a small space of time to earn their trust, get to know them and be in a space where they're like, all right, what you saying makes sense. Cool. Let's try to apply it. And, you know, what we did in 2022, we had a smaller cohort um, with, a, with a smaller number of time with the young people. And um, we just kind of ran out of time. Right. Like but between um, having three weeks or so where all right, I don't really know you. I got to fill you out to three weeks of now. I'm kind of listening to you. So what's up? What you got to say? And then we got four weeks left. We get to that last week and they like, yo, Mr. G, what's up, man? Like you leaving me? And that was a that was a huge part of the, of the learning curve because we didn't want to continue that cycle. Right. That might be the cycle for some young some young men in this in the city um, and around around the country is. You know, a, a man, a black man may come into their life or any man may come into their life, um, give them some jewels, give them some knowledge. Um, and then by the time you turn around, uh, they're gone. Right. And like you, you you can't get in contact no more. And it just becomes a faded memory. Like, oh, yeah, some guy came for 10 weeks, told me something and whatever. I'm off to something else. So um, so that's been a lot of like what we're learning and the feedback has been great, but it's like, we don't have as much time to really work with the kids. So we're trying to build a program out to be there, um, you know, for, for, for three years and really be in their life. Yeah. 
Um, kind of, I guess, thinking about that note too, are there, are there some specific community organizations that you work with either with Alive and Well, or just ones that you, you in particular, you know, enjoy working with or partnering with? Yeah. Um, you know, this year we worked, we, you know, we did a really, really big project with the city, um, with Victor Saunders. Um, we did something over the summer for, um, some of the, uh, I think it's the soup program or one of those, one of the summer of opportunities. So that was just an amazing, amazing opportunity for us to, um, to work with the city first and fo- foremost, work with uh, Mayor Evans, um, office and really, get with some kids to like get an intensive going um we 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 were we kind of had a um uh both male and female in the space so that was new to me um but we were able to create something really unique and really different which was cool um we've also did and we we hosted that with um imprintable solutions uh so that's um community resource collaborative tina paradiso over there who's doing some really great work in the community um yeah, we've, we've worked with a number of schools. Um, so we've done some work with uh, two high schools out in Greece. We did some really great work with James Smith over at Nativity Prep. He's doing some amazing work with those young people over there. Um, so we were able to, um, you know, implement a program there. Um, we've done some collaborations. So we, we've kind of like we've kind of like weaved Alive and Wells teaching into some of the the cool partnerships that I have through SRG. So we did some work with uh, Monroe County water. We did something really cool there. We, we built a, um, we built a garden and we've got like a a business that we're going to start over there with nativity. Um, So that was really cool. Um, We also did some work with um, the um, the science center. Um, So we, and we're we're still collaborating with them on a garden that they're building. So we're trying to open the door to do things with some of the bigger players in and around the city, some of the bigger organizations in and around the city that are trying to implement and get into the neighborhoods. We're trying to also bring Alive and Wells um, entrepreneurial ideas, branding ideas to those tables so that young people are interested in a different way. And then they can kind of get the medicine and the candy where it's like, okay, we'll give you this cool Alive and Well teaching, but you'll also learn about some cool stuff about a garden, right? And like how that affects our community and everything around it. So, um, you know, partners like that, partners like the zoo, we're going to be working on something this year, um, you know, just trying to sort of merge the worlds of what I do in, ter- in terms of um, brand consulting um, and brand management, and then bringing Alive and Well under that umbrella to help the, the young people understand. That's great. Um, if someone's interested in, you know, learning more about you, um, or your business or getting in touch, what's the, where can they find you? What's the best way to do that? Um, probably the best way for me is, uh, LinkedIn. You can catch me there. Um, Mr. Sean G, um, or you can find me at, um, www.srgmf.com. Um, at the top of the year, um, I will have a, a live and well site up. So it'll be a live and well ny.com. Um, so, you know, we'll just have a couple of different things up there. Um, yeah, just, you know, cussmedia.com also have a media company. So just a couple of different spaces that I'm working in. Awesome. Um, so you've lived in a few different places. Um, we usually always end with a question about what's your favorite thing about, uh, about Rochester. Um, my favorite thing about Rochester, you know, I like, um, so I'm originally from New York. I lived in Chicago. Chicago had a bit of this, but I, I like Rochester's brand loyalty, right? Um, Rochester loves themselves <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> um, 
you could uh somebody tried to tell me rochester has a, like there's a rochester style pizza i'm like really i didn't i didn't know but okay but um you know i think rochester has um a great respect and a great loyalty and a great love for themselves and their city um i think that you know though though i think it could be showcased in many different areas and many different cultures because there's a lot of great people here that have done a lot of great things i think you see a lot of the same thing here in rochester but there's a deep love and a deep affinity for the city itself and what it and what it stands upon and the leaders that were here before and, and that did some amazing things. So um, that's one of the things I like about the city. I love that. I don't think I've ever gotten that answer before. <laughs> you got to be from, you got to not be from here to see it. You know, you know so. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me and thank you for all the work that you're doing. Um, it's it's going to be really exciting to see where this all goes. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you for having me and, and thanks for just taking the time to, to hear what I'm trying to do in my story. I appreciate that. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thriving Forward podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Kids Thrive 585 Inc., the Huckelman Center at the University of Rochester and Rochester Regional Health. To learn more about today's guest, head over to kidsthrive585.org and click on the podcast link. See you next time. The views, information, and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of their employers or funders.